The following podcast is brought to you by the Tumbling Saber Powerful Friends community. Become a Powerful Friend today and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, ad-free podcasts, monthly giveaways, and more. Visit patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The Tumbling Saber team is proud to present Worthy of Recognition, a look at the names and faces that make Star Wars an unforgettable experience and an integral part of our lives. Hey everybody, welcome back to Worthy of Recognition for March 2019, and this month I am thrilled to be joined by the, the Lord of the Gifts. Everybody say hi to Ashik. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Going pretty good. Just just got off work. I'm actually still at work. Oh no! Just, uh, took a took a spot, and uh, gonna do this over here. <laughs> I don't mean to keep you at work any longer than I have to. It's all good. It's, it's <laughs> a family business, so it's like I'm home. <laughs> okay, so I, I was gonna say, do you, do you at least like your job? Makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's customer service, so you know that's never that fun, but it's good. And now you're in. If I'm not mistaken, you're in Northern California? Yes, I am. Yeah. How close to the birthplace of the Maker are you? In the birthplace of the Maker. You're in the birthplace of the Maker? That's right. You're in Modesto? I'm in Modesto. Holy smokes. Okay, we, we, we got to start there then. There you go. How, yeah, how, um, how is Modesto... What, what does Modesto do knowing it's the birthplace of George Lucas? We, have a, we do have a statue... And um, it's like kind of like American graffiti style, you know, because that's when he was here, when he was uh, in high school. And I went to his high school. It's Thomas Downey High. So I did go there. Holy I saw, I like uh, the yearbook or whatever. So it's kind of cool. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm in the same place. And, and it's very, if you saw American graffiti, um, that is Modesto. It's more developed, of course, now, but that's pretty much what Modesto is like still everyone wants to leave and everyone's kind of stuck you know <laughs> so wow. it's kind of yeah i'm st- very I'm, very similar i'm kind of uh slack jawed <laughs> we there's somebody who's living in the town where george lucas grew up Did, how about the tree that he wrapped his car around when he had that really bad accident in the uh, early 60s yeah. it's gone that tree's been cut down I think it's all gone. Yeah, it, it, it's all it's an agricultural area, but um, it's developed enough that the town has overtaken those areas. So it was a bastard tree, anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't but have been hey, there. everything that happened in his life brought him to what he did. Yeah, so. I guess so. I guess we have that tree to thank to some extent. Is there a George Lucas Day? Does everybody dress in in flannel? <laughs> I think people just kind of wear that, you know, in general. So there you go. They don't know why. But, but yeah, I mean, you don't really, you can't really tell that, oh, this is, you know, like the place where the guy that made Star Wars came from. But there's that statue and, and like the visitors type of a bureau and stuff likes to promote that. But George doesn't come around. He doesn't, really? doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to come back here. There's nothing to do here. And that's why he left. Has yeah. has he like to your recollection? Has he does he ever come back? Whether it's every five years or every ten years, I think he's he came back for for um, 
some charitable things he's come back for a couple times, I think. But it's not very regular. I wonder if he's. I wonder how he really feels. Like, is is he conflicted at all? I mean, I know he didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure he appreciates his youth, but I, I, like, I'm I'm sure there's things about it he wish wishes were different. I wonder if he yeah. holds that. Uh, if he, I wonder if he holds a grudge in that respect. Well, no, I guess we, we don't know. We're not that know. Um, <laughs> he doesn't come around, so but that tells you something. But. You know, he didn't go too far from me. He just went to the Bay Area, which is just like an hour and a half on the west of the Yeah, that's true. I guess in, maybe in a lot of ways he feels like he never really left. Yeah. It's, it's Fair enough. Thing. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's let's just dive right into your Mount Rushmore of Star Wars names and faces. I, I, I wonder, I'm, I'm curious to see who made the list here. So let's, uh, do you, did you tackle this in any particular order? Or is, are these just names at the wall, and we're just going to tackle them one by one? Well, um, I can't really. Here's the thing: I can't think of specific people that got me into Star Wars in particular. Um, I had a hard time picking. Like, oh, who, who can I say? So, I mean, I'll just start with this. I grew up like my um, quick history. So, my grandfather went from India to the Fiji Islands. And he had a family there. And then he hopped over to Ontario. He lived in Toronto. Not really in your neck of the woods, but in Canada. And he was Canadian. And that's where uh, my father grew up. And I have all the stories about walking in the snow and how they used to live, you know, and all this interesting things. And um, my grandfather worked at a refrigerator factory, Admiral Refrigerator or something like that. And... Um, and they got a little shop, saved up money. And when my aunt got married here in California, that's when he brought the whole family over. And I think my dad was probably in, in high school. And they came over here straight to Modesto. And got like a dry cleaners and then saved up money and then got a hotel, like a little motel, like a 26-room motel on the highway. And then that's where... When I was born, that's where I lived. So we lived behind this, uh, in the apartment of this motel, and we just ran it 24-7. And that's where we lived. And, um, you know, I, we had HBO, because we had that for the rooms, so I would watch movies. And I was, I was young. I was, I think we moved out of there when I was six. But I still remember certain, watching certain things, because I mean, how much can I do? So I, I would watch a lot of TV, I think. So besides the cartoons like He-Man and all that, um, I remember, I have these distinct memories of watching, like, um, I would say, like Princess Bride, or I really remember Willow, and I really remember Ewoks. I really remember it, like, and I don't know if it was the Ewok movies, it may have been the Ewok movies, but I like to just say it was Return of the Dead. But, um, yeah, I'll just, I don't know what to say about it, but I would say that would, I'll just say that was, I'll just say it's the Ewoks then. That's my first one. That was my intro, right? And I know, I, I don't know if I really watched Star Wars until later on, maybe around like when I was in the mid nineties and I saw Star Wars on TV and I saw Return of the Jedi first, unfortunately. So everything was spoiled. 
and I thought, oh, I gotta watch this. And we we um, we went to Blockbuster. I went with my brother, and we went ahead and watched watched the whole thing. And I was really into it. And I think you know, in the past, since I I don't know, I really always enjoyed like these fantasy type of uh, movies. Um, even my grandparents would watch these crazy Indian uh, things like. It was like a mythical, like the, like God type stuff, but it was like mythical. They'd have like warriors and all sorts of crazy uh, magical arrows flying through the air and and flying chariots and just ridiculous stuff. And I was just really into, you know, just fantastical things. So when I watched Star Wars, I think I was primed for it, you know, from from having seen these types of things. So, well, that's so fascinating. That's, yeah, that's number one. You know, Ewoks. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never spoken to somebody, A, who lives in Modesto, and B, whose gateway to Star Wars was the Ewok movies. And you stuck with it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was a little kid, so it was probably pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, you're right. I, I remember the, the time that I did watch, I can't remember which one of the Ewoks movies it was, but I, remember, I was at my grandparents' house, and it was on. And I remember going, this is kind of weird, but... It's Star Wars, so I'm in. Yeah. So you know that that it was extended Star Wars, and I was as big a fan as, as I already was at that age. I would have taken anything. I don't know about the holiday special, but the Ewok thing was was good enough. I never saw that. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. I, I I tell everybody that if you haven't, if you're a big Star Wars fan, if if there's no chance that you're ever gonna really abandon Star Wars then you owe it to yourself to, to get a buddy, find someone you can have a good laugh oh with boy. and watch, watch the holiday special with somebody. Don't, if you watch it alone, you'll, you'll go insane. If you watch so it I with somebody, able to laugh, laugh with someone and make fun of it. But... Oh yeah. I mean, uh, okay. you will get endless entertainment, just laughing at the, the absurdity of, of the holiday special. Oh. That's amazing though. The, the Ewok movies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what what have you got next? Next up, and again, it's not even a person. So, anyways, then, just maybe like two years later, here special editions are coming out, and I got really excited because, and I I'd only watched it maybe I watched it like maybe two times all the movies, and if it randomly came on TV. And I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this, but I didn't go to the theater. We just, I don't know why, we just never went to the theater. So once it came out on VHS, and I told my parents, okay, you gotta get me this, just, just buy this, but don't get the gold one. Don't get me the gold one. I want the, the silver one because that's widescreen, right? Yeah, I don't want the formatted and the peripherals are cut out. And no one understood that. They're like, well, there's bars on the top and the bottom. Why do you want that? <laughs> And they couldn't understand what I'm saying. That actually, the, the cutting out the peripheral left and right side to make it fit your screen. But um, yeah, they got it, and I was really into it. And the, I think the Power of the Force uh, toy line came out sometime after that. Am I right? I don't know. It all sort of happened all at the same time to me. Anyways, yeah, yeah we had that the '94 or '95 THX box set, and then mm -hmm. the toys followed. And then the special editions followed. It was that was the start of the uh, new era of Star Wars Avalanche. 
because the prequels then followed soon after that. Yeah. Yeah. So then I just, I mean, I, I started, I guess we started, I started buying some toys and I would open it up and like set them up and I had like that, um, I don't know, like Yoda in the, in the backpack, but uh, with Luke and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I had a good number of toys and, and that's pretty much like my second, second thing that really got me into it when the special editions came out. And I was all for it. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, did, I was young. I didn't really think, oh, I wasn't holding on to something like, oh, why did they do this and why did they do that? Except for that dance scene in uh, Jawa's house. But <laughs> that was weird. But, um, it's weird no matter what age you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that, that was, for even for me, that those movies, the special editions, were my first theatrical experiences with star wars oh nice i'm not quite old enough to have seen them in theaters in their original run or at least no i was around for i guess i would have been around for all three of them at some point because a new hope got re-released a number of times and i was alive for empire and i was definitely i was around five yeah i was just just five years old when return of the jedi came out but my parents at that point were i guess they're just like well he's too young Mark, yeah, and he hasn't seen the first two, so we're not going to take him to this one. But yeah, I, I saw the I saw them all after that, and uh, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, um, I really enjoyed it. I I, I really liked um, the whole Yoda thing. I, I don't know why I was so into an Empire, this this mystical thing of the Force, where they he explained it way more. You know, than he did in New Hope. And just just the idea of, of everything being connected. And I just, I don't know, I really liked it and, and I still do. And that's kind of what I'm more into. You know, I like the badass stuff, of course. You know, that's that's all good. And all the fighting and all that is awesome. Yeah, the spectacle. I, I also, yeah, yeah, but I also really just like that, that, that uh, spiritual part of it and that, what the force is and all that. Well, that, that also cool. speaks to your your fanship of Lord of the Rings because you're a huge fan of that as well. Yeah, yeah, and that you know, that came yeah for sure. And I hadn't read the books, but when those movies came out, I was all for it because it's just in the similar the hero type of a thing, and the you know good good versus evil, even if they're in shades of gray here and there. But you know, I, I I'm really into that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I mean they're both timeless stories to be sure. There's there's no question. Yeah. It's funny because today on Twitter, I saw somebody say that I was actually, I was just kind of reading a conversation between two people, and one person said that they've never seen the original cut of Star Wars, or I mean what we know as kids like before the special yeah. editions, they've never seen it, and yeah, it's, it's I, I sort could, of weird. Yeah. But you know, how could they see it? It's I guess, yeah. Like Even I never thought about I, it. I don't. I, I don't really remember. I don't think I really remember um, Han shooting first. Like I know because because it looks weird in the special edition when he doesn't shoot first, and then everyone's always talking about it. But I don't really remember. I I saw it on TV probably a cup a little bit. Maybe I rented the movie, but beyond that, I I really don't know what it was like. I'd like to be able to see it. I haven't watched like that, the specialized thing, 
that's almost done, but um, yeah, I can believe it. There's so many people that there's no way for them to see it, really. That yeah, I I had never even thought about it. The the idea, the very idea of, of it was so alien to me. But then I thought the same thing as you said, like, well, how would they? It's you know, it, it's not exactly you can't exactly just get your hands on those copies super easily. You have to seek them out, or you have to find somebody selling them, which isn't if you're not looking for it, you're not going to get it. So, so you just go with the special editions. That's the new canon version anyway. So, yeah. why would you? If that's all you know and that is the definitive version, why tamper with that? It makes perfect sense. But for, for me, as as a fan who grew up with those original cuts, it's like wow. Like I couldn't even conceive that maybe somebody hadn't seen those. That's crazy. It's yeah. I, I actually, I mean, I think you, you you mentioned something like this before. That this would never happen, but just that Disney wouldn't try to release some original cut version what do you think is that something that do you think they would ever actually do that or did they pretty much say they wouldn't mess with what lucas did well i, I think this i think this is a very layered question yeah. and then people there's so many different permutations of the for and against and all that stuff my understanding of it now it, well especially now you know today as we record is the day that the disney acquisition of fox has been completed mm -hmm. so disney there's no more of this who owns this and who owns that like fox had the the rights in perpetuity to a new hope yeah now disney has it yeah I that guess. just went down last night right yeah that's well, all been being completed yeah they're, they're kind of cr crossing those eyes and we're crossing the t's and dotting the i's as we speak but yeah like i guess now if disney wanted to they'd be fully within the right to do it but my understanding is that uh i don't know if george lucas has requested it or if it's part of a contract when he sold it but it, my understanding is that he doesn't want that out there like his, you know that's that's it i never thought that maybe it'll be contractual that he would say don't mess with don't don't mess with it too much uh, that's interesting idea i i don't know if it was like a like please honor this request type thing a verbal handshake yeah. thing or if it's actually in in the agreements that no the those additions are done Never to be seen again. The special editions are my my version of this film. This is what I'm selling to you. I, I don't know the exact conditions of the contract and all that stuff, but that's my understanding. But that said, you know, I, I still have a theory that for A New Hope's 50th in 2027, they will do something with that. I still think they'll they'll release the original cuts, at least of A New Hope in 2027. That's oh, what right. I'm that'd sticking cool. with that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, uh, I, I don't like nobody. I don't think anybody will complain. I really don't. I mean, oh, definitely not. People just want to see it for, out of curiosity, I think. And, and older fans that grew up with that would probably like a properly restored version, even though the Harmy despecialized editions. Apparently, I haven't seen them, but apparently they are absolutely amazing to behold. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah I've I've heard they're just they're spectacular. Um, oh. but yeah, I, I'm sticking with that. 2027 is when we can get an actual huh. official despecialized version of A New Hope. Yeah, why not? I mean, because they're not going to get rid of the other, the other version. They're not going to replace it. It would just be like, hey, buy this too. Or, yeah, or maybe know. include it on a disc somewhere. You yeah. know, at some like 
for the 50th anniversary, you know they're going to do all kinds of stuff. So why not Did add they that? Do something like that before? Uh, I don't know. I remember seeing something like they had some not special edition. Yeah, the the 2004 DVD release, if I'm not mistaken, has some version of A New Hope. I can't remember which version it is. I never even bothered checking it out. But yeah, they did do something to that effect. It's such a complicated soap opera with that thing. I guess, you know, considering Star Wars is a big soap opera, I guess guess, uh, it's entirely appropriate. As of late... (laughs) Um, cool. All right, so we've got the Ewok movies, one of them anyway, and the special editions, the widescreens. I'm glad you said widescreens, by the way, Ashik. Yeah, I was an idiot when I got those. Really? Oh, I went gold all the way. I was so such a dummy back in the in those days. I was like, nope. Why would I want those dumb bars on my screen? Get it out of here. I bought the gold copies, and of course, filled up my my. I think we had a 32 or 36 inch TV in the basement. It was great. No wasted space. But then I I started getting in. Soon after we got DVD, you know, in in 99 or so, we got our first DVD player. And I watched, I think the first DVD I ever bought was Mallrats, but the second was The Matrix. And so I watched The Matrix on glorious widescreen. I thought to myself, like, huh, those bars aren't so bad when you really get to see the full scope of the picture. Can I still get exactly. Star Wars with with in widescreen? And I've, I did, and I remember like it just it just opened up, like everything opened up, and I saw the things that I hadn't really noticed before were now suddenly on screen. It was like it was like watching a new movie. Well, that's awesome, and I don't know why I I knew that I should get widescreen. I have no idea why. Because you're smart. I don't know, man. <laughs> and then I, when we got that, and I told my dad, "Hey, we got to get." We should get some speakers, surround sound speakers, and I convinced him. And I watched that, and we had a new, we had a we had a big TV. I don't know what was big at that time. It wasn't rear projection, but whatever a tube TV, a big size of that was, that's what we had. And I was lucky, and we had, and it was surround sound, but it wasn't. It was just staring all the speakers behind us. And I just set it up, but it was awesome. I just thought oh, this is great. And now I, I think you're the same way. I need it to be, I need it all. I need all the speakers. I need the, you know, 5 point, you probably have 7 point or whatever. No, I'm still, but I'm still a 5.1. Yeah, I okay, mean, I my have, receiver does 7.1, but I don't, I only have, you know, 5.1 speakers. Actually, I only have 5.1. I don't have a subwoofer. No subwoofer. No subwoofer, but my tower speakers, that. trust me, okay. <laughs> they Thanks shake the house. Nice. So it's, I, I, I do miss the rumble. Of the subwoofer, mm-hmm. but I get close enough with with the tower speakers. They have. They Let me have tell two. you, subwoofer, you can feel the force. Yes, I'm telling you, you can feel like when, and they do that in the movie. They put that in there. Oh yeah, and they're the, using the force and everything's shaking. And you, I guess you feel it with the speaker you have too, but not yeah. the, not in the same way. I mean, to be clear, it's it's there, I am missing something. Mm-hmm. It gets loud, and there is some. I have. My my tower speakers have two eight inch woofers each, so it's it's pretty powerful. But it's it's not the same as having. I, I used to have a sub, but the amplifier blew twice on it. The second time, I said to hell with this thing. It's over. Um, yeah, but it was a it was a twelve inch five hundred watt subwoofer. It was a, it was an animal while it worked. But uh, th- those what? days are over. 
Cool. And I, but I work, you know, I work at a place that, I mean, this is what I do. I mean, I, I deal in speakers all day long. So I guess if I ever wanted one and I don't have, I don't have far to go, but I've, I've, I've just not yet pulled the trigger on anything. Well, you know, one day, one day, my rat, my rationale is with two young kids in the house, I can't really stretch my speaker's legs anyway. Yeah. So that's how it is with me right now too. I haven't used it really into its potential for some time. I have a six year old and a two year old. Yeah. So uh, we're in, we're in similar boats where it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess if we watch a moving during the day, I can crank it a little bit, but even they complain. They're like, it's too loud. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, it's hard. It's heartbreaking when they say that. <laughs> do, you, do your kids like Star Wars? Oh, they love it. I'm very fortunate. Are. I mean, I got them. I got them into it young, but they absolutely love it. Every bit of it too. If I if if it's Rebels or Resistance, the movies, anything I want to do Star Wars, they're all in for. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, that's good. Mine, mine, not so much. My oh. my little girl loves Chewbacca. Ever since she was like, she, she, one of her first words was Baka. Nice. Baka. She'll she get there. It. She loves it. Uh, but my son, he, he was into it and he still is. He'll play with the toy. My, my power of the force toys. He has them. He has them and he's playing all over the place. He already knows that who's, who's dad and all that. He knows that, unfortunately. So I don't get to see that happen like when he watches it for the first time. But, um, but if I, if I put Star Wars on, he will say, oh, you watch Star Wars again? You're always watching Star Wars. He's not into it yet, but I'm not forcing that. Yeah, that. you, you got to let them come to it at their own pace. Yeah. And they will. Whether it's this, whether it's it's the Skywalker saga, or if it's if it's things yet to come, something, yeah. something will pull them in. Yeah. But it's cool because, like, all my toys, my Power of the Force 2 stuff, my prequel toys... And even to an extent, my sequel era toys, like they just kind of sit around in boxes and my, my son is just, they just want to play with my stuff. And so they're always going in and they're pulling out my things and they're, they're playing with them all the time. It, it's, I'm at the point where it, I'm almost ready to just hand it all over to them oh. and just say, it's yours. Like I have, I have my shelf, which is full of like my, like the figures that I, I, I do not want them touching because they're still the for whatever reason, like I, they're special to me or they're, they're tough to find. They're collectible at this point. They do know what, which one's not to touch, but they also know there's an absolute mother load of stuff in the closet that they can easily get their hands on. So I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm just going to at one point just say, here you go, guys, go crazy. I don't like do what you want with these from now on. Well, we'll have a good time. Okay. Like, but they, <laughs> they, they don't know that I have, like 50 something carded revenge of the Sith figures. They don't know that. Are, yet. What do you mean? What do you mean? Carded? Oh, they're, they're still in, they're still in the, uh, uh, the package. Nice. nice. And I don't know what to do. Cause I really like the packaging from that set. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm, I can't kid myself. Nope. I'm never going to retire from those toys. So should I just give them to the kids and say, have at it. It's Christmas in March. Tear them apart. Or do I hang on for a little while longer? I'm I'm conflicted. That's that's the thing I have yet to figure out. Just hang on. They got the other toys, I'm sure. Just let them play with toys. Yeah, they've got plenty. Who am I kidding? Yeah, yeah. All our kids have way too many toys. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. Absolutely, they do. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah. All right, so let's let's plow ahead. Let's say uh, we've got the Ewok movies, the special editions, and what's what's next? Up next, um, well, I'm trying to think of a, of a person or a figure of someone who got me more into it, maybe. But I mean, really, you know, after the special editions, I, you know, I bought the toys and kind of just kind of mellowed down. And then, you know, when episode one was announced, again, I got totally into it, you know, totally into it. And I'm a crazy. I started buying the episode one toys before they came out. Posters, you know, like that, like the, the one with the shadow, uh, Vader. Yeah. I had a huge panorama poster. I don't even remember. I have it still. It rolled up somewhere. I don't know what was on it, but it was several feet wide. And my aunt worked at, um, Walmart and she got me some stuff that that was used um, for promotion. So I have like, like you know, like the headers they'll put in the aisle, like a, a cardboard kind of a uh, slide in. To, you know, say Star Wars and have a big picture of Yoda. Yeah. I got two or three of those types of things, and um, and I never opened episode one. That's the episode one ones. I still have in my garage up high. My kids are not getting into it, and. It's still boxed up. I don't even know what I have. But when I was, when I was younger, when I bought it, it was all on my wall. My wall, I think I, I posted something. I replied to you and I, I said, this is what my wall used to look like. And it was just, it looked like a store. Like it was just all red and everything still in a package, just pinned up, um, on the wall. And that really got me into it. I was really into the, into episode one before it came out. And then um, and I watched it and I loved it. And I really liked it just because it was back. You know, and I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. And maybe for some older people, it was like, what the hell is this? But that, <laughs> yep. that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was it. And now, now I don't really care too much for it, but it's fine. You know, I have memories. Yeah, I think, yeah, with the, I, I don't know. I can't remember my exact. I wish I could. Like, I feel like I've I've talked myself in and out of my initial reaction so many times over the years. But I, I think I sat somewhere in the middle where I, I was thrilled it was back, and I loved a lot of what I saw. But there were a bunch of weird moments. Like I I was not a fan of midi chlorians at the start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, what? Why do we even like that? Doesn't make any sense to me. I can agree with you there. Yeah, that but, that, that whole thing seems you know, very puzzling I, to me. I thought about that. Let me talk about the recording since no one ever talks about that. Um, I don't know. For me, it's just think about this. Okay, you know, right now in your body are all sorts of organisms, like um, bacteria in your stomach. There's all sorts of it's different species that are not human, but really they evolve with human beings. And it's truly symbiotic. And they do things for you. You know, they help you digest your food. Or they help in all sorts of functions of your body. And what, what I think of the midichlorians, you know, is that they are in your body. And maybe some people have more than others, but they're actually a conduit to the force. They're not the force, you know, but they're the what, they're the, 
the symbiotic beings that connect people to the force. Yeah. You know? And, you know, that's fine, but I don't need to go any more into it than that. You know? Yeah, I think that was sort of the misunderstanding at the time yeah. that, that a lot of people had. It's yeah. it's basically like they're the phone wire. Yeah, exactly. They were the th- and yeah. I still hear that people will say, "Oh, media chlorians, that's the stupid way of you know it being the force. The force is the force, but but it still is. It's just a way to connect us to it, I guess. You know, he didn't really. I mean, there was no reason for it, I guess. But he can do what he wants. He made that up. <laughs> Yeah, and look, he he backed way off. I mean, I don't I don't know that we ever heard the word again after yeah, the Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I, want, I can't I can't even think of another usage of the M word. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah, midi chlorians they are what they are. They're they're they were addressed once. They're inoffensive. They're just little, you know. They're just trying to yeah. do their job. They're just trying to help you out. Give him a break. Yep. So when you saw when you saw Phantom Menace the first time, and you were on board, uh, what was your reaction when you saw the backlash? Um. Well, yeah, I did have the internet, so I did see it. Um. It, I guess I didn't really think too much about it. I really didn't think too much about it. I don't think I was. I wasn't surrounded by hardcore Star Wars fans in any way. That was me. I was the only one in my friend group, right? So I didn't have a problem with this. So I didn't really hear anyone talking about about negative things about it. So I just wasn't exposed to it. And um, you know, I mean, th- there's parts of it that that were like you said. Like there's some parts of it that just weren't that good, but. I was just happy that it was there and it was Star Wars and I got to watch it. And I didn't really see too much negative stuff. I knew people hated Jar Jar. And I didn't care for that character either, but, you know, I guess I just don't. I'm a little laid back. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't get too worked up about those things. You mean you're level headed? What? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so. You saw the Phantom Menace, and yeah. I assume that you then also took in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Which would you say is your favorite of the prequels? It, same as everyone. So it's Revenge of the Sith. But I, I do remember watching it, Attack of the Clones, and I was in, I think I was in high school. Maybe I just went to college. I don't know. And I, I watched it, and I, I liked a lot of it. I kind of like the whole aspect of Obi-Wan um, like going on an investigation like trying to get to the bottom of something. It was like something new. They hadn't really done that before. So it was like a whole new type of story in a Star Wars setting. So he's going around trying to figure things out doing, basically running an investigation. And then the love story was terrible and <laughs> you know I just didn't you couldn't buy it. It was so unnatural and just, just, I didn't really want to see it. And the dialogue was horrible and all that. I mean, it was very mixed, very mixed. But, um, yeah, I don't know. 
do you ever think like in in the years since like i i wonder how much or if palpatine had a hand like he of course he's he's the one that suggested that obi-wan kenobi get involved with padme's protection right yeah and of course he probably knew that anakin would be along for the ride and he probably knew that anakin had feelings for padme he there's no to me there's no way he knew that or didn't know that so i wonder yeah because they they did have contact right ongoing ever since he came to coruscant yeah i'm I'm sure palpatine knew that anakin had a thing for this girl whether anakin told him or not i'm sure palpatine could probably sense it anyway and I, i i wonder if Palpatine is responsible for splitting Anakin and Obi-Wan apart so that Anakin would eventually end up isolated with Padme and falling in love and doing all that stuff that he's not supposed to be doing. Or if that kind of just happened for Palpatine and he's like, yes, they're doing my work for me. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think for sure he definitely said, why don't you send this, these guys to protect her? I mean, he knew what he was doing. So, so he did, I, I mean, he's, he's a smart guy, right? Obviously, he took over the whole republic and he just at least is trying to set things in his favor. Just increase the probability of things going the way he wants to do it. And he does that across the board for everything. And the chances of him succeeding go up, right? So if you just think of him, you know, just playing the odds, just trying to set the odds in a certain way even if he, he he doesn't have full control he can't make it all happen but he's always setting things up so that they could turn out in his favor and so he wants to get Anakin you know emotionally compromised which you're not supposed to do but he of course is emotional and he knows that and the Jedi Council knew that everyone knows it that he doesn't really have full control of those feelings and he exploited it, you know. Yeah, I always thought the Jedi were just so stupid for following through with that. Like, yeah. did they see it as a test? This will be a good test for Anakin to go, go with this beautiful senator, and be alone with her for, who knows how long, and if he can stick it out, and if he can make, if he can get through it without turning himself inside out over her, then he will have done a good job. Did they really think that was going to work out? Yeah, but they didn't think too much. <laughs> they they just, certainly didn't. They kind of just went with the flow that was set up for them. Because they didn't, the problem is they didn't, they couldn't see, you know, it was hidden from them what was going on. And they knew that they weren't seeing the whole picture. I think, you know, they, it was kind of clear that they, they kind of recognized, you know, the, there's something going on in the Sith Lord. We don't know what's going on. It's hidden from us, but they don't have the information. So what can they do? They, they, you know, so they just did what based on information they had, what they could do. And they made a lot of dumb decisions, got into a war. And then that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They made a lot of dumb decisions. Like part of me just wonders, like, what were you guys thinking? Like, here comes this, this prophesized chosen one into your, into your lap. At the same time that you learn about a Sith Lord. Yeah, it's true. Literally in the same moment, the same meeting, you learn about the Chosen One and a Sith Lord. And those are the choices that got made. 
Like I Well, you know, I mean maybe they they did something they're not supposed to do is that they had a fear right then and there. There's a Sith Lord. And then also they had an answer. And they thought, well, and Kenobi saying, I'm gonna train him, whether you want me to or not. And that you know, that's it's a tough decision in front of them, I guess. Because he said he's going to train him, whether they approve of it or not. So they could either just let him do it on his own, leave the Jedi Order, or maybe just keep him in and try to control him. Right? Yeah, I wonder so if... In that way, it kind of makes sense that you let Obi-Wan train him. If he's just... Otherwise, he's just going to bail, and who knows what's going to happen. You have no control over it. Yeah, I wonder what would have happened if instead, if, if Yoda had said, listen... Something weird's going on. The Sith are back. This chosen one's here, and this kid is a little bit iffy. Like we, we, I, I got misgivings about this kid. You can train him. Give him to me for six months first. Let me break him in just a little bit first. I'm Yoda. I've, I'm experienced with this. You're barely a Jedi Knight. Let me just break the kid in a little. Dude, you're correct. Yeah, he should have had some one-on-one, first-hand experience of what this kid is and that's very true or or mace windu or one of the council members just to say let let's give him to one of our more experienced teachers first and then once we feel like he's he's on the right path you can have him he's all yours train him up but yeah the jedi just made stupid choice after stupid choice yeah. but we love them uh, anyway yeah, yeah. Mace maybe, windu. maybe we'll get a glimpse <laughs> of them at uh you know, in, in whether it's Ryan's trilogy or the Game of Thrones guys, maybe we'll get a look at Jedi who don't make dumb choices left, right, and center. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we see that them going way back, we may see the Jedi only come to be. We may see, we may see young Yoda. Right? Oh, God, wouldn't that be something? I haven't really, I, this kind of occurred to me. Yet. We're going back. And generally, a lot of times they want to stick to something that somebody knows. That we kind of know about. Something to everyone knows to. Yoda. Yeah, everyone knows Yoda. Maybe they'll work that in somehow. A smooth-faced Yoda. Yeah, it'd be weird. It actually <laughs> so, would be weird with hair. It would be like if you put Yoda in one of those um, filters that everyone does on on Snapchat that makes them look all like totally smooth, not wrinkly. Yep, that, that's gonna be like, and he's gonna have hair. Yeah. He's got those little wispy strands of hair. Like, what color do you think Yoda's hair is when when he's a young whatever he is when he's when he's young and in his prime? What color is his hair? Boy, <laughs> that's a weird question. That's something they're really gonna have to think about if they're doing this. They're gonna have yeah. all sorts of previs and all sorts of artist renderings. Like, is it is it in a man bun? Is it in a ponytail? Does he keep it nice and tight? I mean, that's a that's that's a big choice. Or maybe Boy. maybe he just maybe he's just like totally shaven up there, and that's just his old man tufts growing in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he just keeps it shaved. And then he got bored of doing that, and he's like, "I'm on the council now. I don't to do this." Yeah, I don't cool. care anymore. I'll just yeah. let this grow out. It's been six hundred years. All right. <laughs> All right, let's let's hear this last one on your list. The last one. The last one 
I feel like I'm just pulling a Carlos and just taking the, the premise of your question and just, just, I don't really like it. So I just am saying something else. I'm not talking about any people. So I'm just doing the movies. So the next one, I know Force Awakens came out and, um, you know, we're totally back into it. And I saw it with my wife and she hadn't really even seen, um, she had seen Star Wars with me, but, and she's totally into cool things. Like she's all for watching an extended edition marathon of, uh, Lord of the Rings and we're watching Stargate SG1. Like we're made for each other, except she wasn't into Star Wars. And I watched it once. It was like, uh, how, if you, have you ever seen how I, how I met your mother? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like that time when Ted tried to show his girlfriend Star Wars and he just keeps looking at her. And like she goes on her forum and, and, and I'm just staring at her. And she's like, what the hell? I'm just, stop looking at me. I'm like, and it didn't work out too well. And <laughs> it didn't work out. She, she saw it, but I didn't think she really cared. And then, but then we, we saw Force Awakens and she got into it. And then we, she says, Hey, let's watch this. And we watched the original trilogy. She was totally good with it. And she said, okay, let's watch the prequels. And then episode one started. Trade negotiation. They go to Naboo, and she says, "What the hell is this?" And she didn't like it. <laughs> but, anyways, and then last, and and you know, I'm still into it. I'm not buying things, you know. And then last Jedi is going to come out, and um, yeah, I didn't even watch any trailers. I watched nothing. I knew nothing, nothing at all about it. And I go into the theater. And I kind of purposely, I, I, I wasn't so interested in knowing, oh, what's coming, what's coming, like I am right now, you know? So I went in there and I loved it. This is like, it renewed, it's like I watched Star Wars for the first time again. It brought it all back. The whole, uh, the way that they explored the force again, you know, and I think it was really cool because I'm thinking my wife, right? She saw Force Awakens. It's just kind of, kind of like watching A New Hope, you know? They kind of touch on the Force, but not really. They don't really touch. Like, we know what is a Force, because we saw Yoda telling us what the Force is, and it connects us and binds us and all this. And she didn't really, you know, so she was like as if she just watched A New Hope. And then Last Jedi comes out. And, and I think Ryan Johnson was really smart because he said, you know, these new people, they don't know what the Force is the way that the older fans do. It hasn't been explained yet. And a lot of people are, are frankly not going to go back and necessarily watch watch it all again. So he really went into it with the training and, and showing those clips of what the Force is and, and the destruction and, and all that back and forth. I think they did it. That was a brilliant job. And just the whole, the whole loop um, Ray, Ben, storyline, the Snoke, just awesome. It blew me away. It totally blew me away. It's everything that, like, that is Star Wars to me. And it was back, just like that. And that really got me into it. And, um, you know, here I am. <laughs> I, I love what you're saying. Uh, I think we feel pretty much the same way about that movie. It just it hit me in so many ways that I didn't expect, and it all worked. 
it, it, it ended up being being the I, I'm gonna butcher the quote, so I'll just paraphrase it. But it's 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 not the movie I wanted, but it's the movie I needed from nice. Star Wars, yeah. and it was just that. oh man. People have heard me say enough, speak enough about that movie, and go on enough about it, so I won't do that again. But needless to say, like every time I watch it, I I like it more and more. Yeah, and I saw it a million times. I mean, I think I saw it maybe, I think I well not five times, but I I had seen maybe Rogue One twice, uh, Force Awakens twice, and before that I had never seen a Star Wars movie twice, and then this one I just I'm like I gotta see this, I gotta see this, I gotta see this, and. Yeah, I just, I knew everything that happened in the, by the end. But the first time, because like I was saying, I was really into that storyline. The Luke, Ray, uh, Ben storyline. But I had to piss. I'm like, okay, we're back on Canto Bight. I gotta go. As soon as I went to Canto Bight, as soon as I went there on the second, second uh, scene of Canto Bight, I think when they go to jail, I was gone. I went, I pissed, I came back. And when I came back, uh, the, the race was happening or whatever, and, and the, 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 the lift, and that's that's the first time I saw DJ. I'm like, okay, no, this is what's happening. I didn't really miss anything. I thought, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like the other storylines in there, I wasn't, I was fine with it, but I didn't really care. I really like the main main thrust of it. Oh, it's yeah. The the stuff going on there with with Ray and Kylo and Snoke and Luke. It's it was yeah. gripping, absolutely gripping to me. Very innovative, um, recapping on all the the four stuff, and then uh, what really what I really liked is that, you know the, just the way they had Ben or Kylo. I don't I never call him Kylo. I just call him Ben. When Ben was with um, Snoke in that first scene, and and how he just. Just puts him down and he destroys that helmet. I loved it. That was awesome. I just, this is like what you imagine, um, the emperor was like with Vader, like breaking him in and all that. But we never got to really see that kind of stuff. And here we see him, you know, toying with this, this kid to get what he wants out of him. And, and it was just, this was done brilliantly. Just, just the cuts, you know, from, They'll say something, uh, where's Han? And it cuts to that. It cuts to that. And just every single cut was just, just amazing. The transition, what, how they just, it was so well thought out. And you, know, you really came through. And I really, you know, just, I just appreciate that they did it. He did it in such a good way. And then, then especially what I really liked, you know, the really, the cheer, everyone cheered moment when Ben, takes out Snoke, you know, finally, like we finally see this. We know Vader wanted to, to, to take out the Emperor and rule the galaxy, take over, you know, take over everything. We hear about the, and I don't know if they are Sith or not in this, in this new trilogy, but, you know, we hear about the apprentice, the Sith apprentice taking out the master and, but we never saw it. And here we finally see it. And he, he did it so brilliantly. And it was just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know why people, I know people don't like, like it. And there's some, I'm sure there's legit, you know, you don't feel it. You're not feeling it. What can I say? You don't feel it. I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. But then some people are just a-holes about it too. So. No. 
So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never knew that it could be like this. Cause I, like I said, I wasn't in it. So after I watched this, I had to go see everyone's reaction and I was stunned. I was like, what the hell? What's wrong with these people? And then I learned all sorts of new words. I never knew. I never knew what a Mary Sue was. I never knew what a SJW was. And suddenly like, I'm like, what is all this crap? And it's like all this political shit leaked into it. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. It was yeah. unfortunate. I got back into it when it went to shit, it seems like. Yeah, it's, it was a weird... 2018 was, was a strange, strange year in Star Wars. Like, it, it's hard to even put it into words. Like, for me, like, we got... We got such great content, but a lot of people, like you said, were, were such a holes about it that it was it was it almost threatened to poison the whole thing. But hopefully, hopefully, we've turned a corner, and you know, in, in a few weeks here, we'll we'll get the celebration. We'll see a teaser. We're gonna learn about all kinds of new stuff coming. Maybe, just maybe, everybody's gonna find something that they can latch onto and be happy about. Yeah. I feel I I you know well, we're on we're online we see what's going on kind of it feels like it's kind of cleaned up maybe it's still on under the surface still but who knows hopefully yeah I, I kind of think that the the irritation machine just sort of moves over to an to another franchise for a while and then it, yeah, it, yeah okay. it just kind of roams around all all the different franchises and fandoms. Captain Marvel was taking it for for a good long while, and no no yeah. doubt they'll be back for ep- those people. We will be back for episode nine and looking to upset the apple cart once again. But you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, if if anything, you know, history recent history has shown that all those complainings don't amount to a whole lot because nobody's listening, or fewer people are actually listening, and so they can go and have their little tantrum. And yeah. and slowly exit the fandom if that's going to be their attitude, and there'll be there'll be a fresh load of fans coming in, which which makes me happy. Yeah, I think you're very right. Hopefully, that's how it goes. I hope so. Well, I mean, yeah. I hope everybody learns to get along. That that would be the, the despite the differences of opinion. I hope I wish people would just learn to agree to disagree. Yeah. But if that's not well, possible, I think then a lot of you know. people have. But I think a lot of people have, and even on the people who like it, you know. I would see a lot of people, you know, on on both sides just kind of being dicks to each other. Oh yeah. It's just like like just chill. And I'm not, you know, I did if I thought if I saw a troll, like a clear troll, you know, I yeah, I would be the first one to post a loop drinking the green milk gift. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm doing that. You know? No problem. But you know, when I got over it, I got over it, I'm like, I'm not gonna get too involved in all this. Everyone going down. You're not going to change anyone's mind. No, that's it. Like it seems like now, once you've documented your take online, that's it. Like you will never, you'll never come off that take unless someone throws an old tweet in your face saying, "Hey, you. This is this is your your old opinion. You flip flopped. You you jerk." As if you know people can't ever change or learn or grow or or regress for that matter. Yeah, people change. Group changes. It's all right. Shh. Everything's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. 
<laughs> so what is what's got you jazzed up for for celebration and what's to come? Are you are you all in on episode nine or is it, is there something else you're going? Man, like that's the thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, episode nine and the uh, Clone Wars. I mean, I gotta see that. I want to see what happens. And I, it's something that I hadn't really, really watched those cartoons when they originally came out. I was you know, going to university and I just wasn't paying attention to any of the stuff. But then when I came back and it was on Netflix, I, went, and I watched it, you know, within the last couple, like three years, maybe three or four years ago. And man, that's, that's some good stuff. I was stunned that this, this existed that I didn't know about it and that it was so in depth of storytelling. And it really made that whole prequel era. I mean, it's better than the prequels. A lot of it, you know. Yeah, they go deep. So I'm really, yeah. I want to. I, I really want to see, see, see what they do with that to close it out. That that should be really cool. And, um, yeah, episode nine is is. I I gotta say, far and away, number one on my most anticipated list right now. Yeah. I don't know if that will change after celebration. Maybe someone will t- will show me something or tell me something that changes that, but I I can't see it happening right now. I I just feel like episode nine is constantly on my mind. Yeah, and you know, yeah, for me too, that is the number one. But you know, that's the obviously right for most most people. It is. But, um, yeah, and but after that, I do, I really want to know that card will go down in the in the Clone Wars. And that does that come out before episode nine? Yes, that, that what, it's slated to come out. My understanding, I mean, no dates are given for any of this stuff yet, but it, it, I get the impression that it will be available on the Disney streaming app the day they they launch the app. Oh, nice. Okay, well, yeah. Now, I don't know if that that means the whole season will be will be dropped at once, or if they'll kind of, you know, drop an episode a week or something like that. I kind of hope they do it that way just so that just to save me from myself. Just yeah, that, where, 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 where do you fall on that? You want it to come out one, one week at a time? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, usually I'm, I'm of the mind of just put it there and let me choose how quickly I want to consume it. But I, I know myself and I know my weaknesses. <laughs> Star Wars is one of them. And if if they put it all there at once, I will deprive my sleep uh deprive myself of, of sleep until i have watched it all and that so that and the mandalorian i will stay up till one two three o'clock in the morning just watching one episode after the other so that i don't get it spoiled online for starters and just because yeah. i i, I want to see it yeah, i would totally binge that if it dropped all at the same time totally. probably probably yeah. well, so, well it, there's, there's no choice i mean yeah, yeah i don't want to be spoiled first of all Second of all, I just want to see it all. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly <laughs> it. But in a way, I kind of hope that they they don't do that. Like, I hope maybe you know, part of me wishes one week they would drop, you know, uh, episode one of The Mandalorian. And then the following week, Clone Wars episode one. And then they, part of me wishes they would alternate all the way through. Yeah, that would be, I mean, that would be fine. I'd like it. And frankly, for your purpose, you it will be better for your podcast. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's another thing to consider. Like, yeah, as you know, po- all of podcasters as a whole, they're going to have yeah. to decide which do we tackle first here. Do we? Do we? Are we just going to all go completely mental and 
binge these things and then just do one podcast after another of, of just cramming content out there? Or are we going to just let this come to us slowly and we'll, we'll get to it as we get to it? I really think they'd be what? smarter to just give it to us bit by bit. <laughs> yeah, and you know, they probably, I feel like that's what they will do. I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if they go the Netflix route and drop the whole season. It just, no one else does that. I don't think, does anyone else do that? Maybe Prime does that? I have no idea. I only know, I only have Netflix, so I've, I've never checked out anything else. But yeah, maybe that's something they do to differentiate themselves for Netflix, or maybe they feel like that's maybe they feel like they have to dump it because Netflix does it. That's true, just to compete. Or maybe they mix yeah. it up and they say, "Well, the Clone Wars episodes are ready, so let's just dump them." Whereas some, maybe some of the Mandalorian episodes would still be in post production, so maybe they they only drop those as they become ready. Sure. Who knows? I, I really yeah, have we'll no idea, that. but maybe we'll learn more, more as of celebration. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll learn quite a bit, I think. But um, you're not going. I'm not going, right? You're not going, right? Is that right? I am not going. Be okay. Well, I'll be well, there in spirit. I'll be streaming exactly. all day at work or wherever I am. <laughs> I will definitely be watching. Do they stream? Do they stream the, the events there? Most or of it, it, yeah. Does it come out afterwards? Oh, okay. Most of the, oh, cool. the panels, they will, the, the big panels, they'll stream. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Um, there might be some moments where they black us out at home. Just to give, you know, the people in attendance a little bit of an advantage for actually showing up. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think a, a Rebels panel from a couple of years ago did that. Like they just, they just cut the live feed. And so the people in the room got to see something that we didn't. Which is yeah. fair. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'd love to see it too, but it's fair. We'll still get it. It just won't be at the same time. Exactly. All right, Ashik, our time has come to an end, my friend. All right, cool. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, no, this another great list. Like I said, it's it's everybody brings something new to the table. And so you, you brought the Ewoks movies and the special editions and, and the Phantom Menace <laughs> and The Last Jedi, which I got to tell you, is as unique a list as anybody that's ever been on this. I know, right? Very, very cool list. Cool story. Uh, I love your Star Wars origin story off the top, with the with the hotel and watching HBO and uh, even even the like. I, I love that you got so deep into Star Wars, without having anybody to bounce it off of growing up. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was. Yeah, there wasn't. I really wasn't anyone. No. That's but, you super know, cool. That was cool. I had my mind. <laughs> All right, Ashik. So, uh, if people aren't following you, they, I know that they can find you in the in our Tumbling Saber Facebook group. But where can they find you on the old Twitter machine and see your your brilliant GIF usage? Yeah, I'm on Twitter all the time, and uh, it's Ashik at Ashik J. So A S H I K J. Perfect. All right, Ashik, I got to thank you again for, for being a powerful friend, for, for taking the time to be on this podcast, and for all that you do out there. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, everybody. That was Ashik from Modesto, California. Thank you so much, Ashik. And guys, have yourselves an amazing weekend. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And we'll see you in episode 168. Mm-hmm.